Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from the millions who suffer, where spouses, children, communities, and organizations get back the ones they love. Post-traumatic stress is often treated as an illness that can only be curbed, but this is wrong. PTS is an injury that can be healed quickly so that those affected get back to doing what they're meant to do, thrive. Join us as we discuss the latest innovation in the treatment of PTSD, specifically the reconsolidation of traumatic memories, what we refer to as the RTM protocol. We regularly feature guests who have successfully cured PTSD to inspire hope in all those who still struggle, hope in what is possible. This is Life After PTSD. Well, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Life After PTSD. We are, I don't even know how many episodes we're on, Carrie. This has become a thing. This is so exciting. This has grown. So with me as always, uh, Carrie Russo here, First Orlando Counseling. My name is Jeff McLaughlin. Carrie, say hey. Hey, this is Carrie Russo from First Orlando Counseling. I know. And as always, we always have a special guest. We got somebody hanging on the line and these are buddies. It's amazing what this process of RTM, aside from helping people, we're making friends. Isn't yeah, it fun this, to make friends? Yeah, we have lots of friends we got now. lots of friends. So Todd and Mary Millsaps, welcome. You are on the line. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what a wonderful, and, eloquent intro. And we were just trying to figure out how we even really know you or how you got how you got connected down here and talking about your, your Project Angel Wings. You want yeah. to tell us a little bit? about how you ended up here. Well, let's, oh, wait, let's start at square one here. So like, this is one of the cool things about when you're doing show prep and everything, you start to get into a rhythm and you realize, oh my gosh, we're actually doing the show off the air. We gotta stop, we gotta tell these stories. So we met you guys, what are we talking? December, Carrie, is that what it is? Like late December, December in Orlando. Yeah, December 5th okay. through 9th. These, mm -hmm. these two North Carolinians sort of mosey down here in Orlando and they've, you know, they kind of invade our space and we're glad they did. It was such an, an amazing thing. And, um, why don't you start? So you come to this RTM training in Orlando uh, with Frank Bork, with Alan Canerva, Dan Jarvis is there. How did you guys get connected in the first place? What was your connection to Orlando? Through, through our, we have an on-profit operation Angel Wing, and we work with veterans that are suffering with post-traumatic stress, also with first responders. Um, and through that, through that organization, one of our one of our counterparts, um, Zeke Vanderpool, actually was connected to Dan Jarvis, which has a nonprofit twenty two to zero. We've heard of him. We've mm -hmm. heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah. We like him. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. So, so, so Dan's mission, and of course, you guys are aware he his mission is to to train to get his ten thousand. 10,000 therapists trained in the RTM protocol, which is specific to helping veterans and, and first responders with with those types of traumatic injuries that, that um, they sustain. So through that relationship, that's how we got to know Dan. Dan invited us down to set in. And um, so that's how we got there. That's, that's, that's it's as simple as that. And the next thing you know, you're going through the protocol and, and so is your husband <laughs> so in front I just, of the room. Yeah, I need to share this from my perspective here because I would, I think I would be horrified even though, I, by the way, Todd, they did it to me in yeah. South Florida. I don't know if, uh, if you heard of that yet. I was brought up in South Florida to deal with my flying issue. Okay. Unannounced. No, here I am. I'm the video guy, right? I'm supposed to be behind the scenes, just, you know, capturing all the memories. And then Alan busts right into Yeah. And we have a guy here and starts telling details of my story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is he really going to do this to me? That's not the 
fear of crowds. I'm in front of crowds all the time. That's not the issue, but I'm going, really? Is he going to do this? So I, like you, got thrown under the bus, and I got to watch you have that happen first, where literally oh. I'm watching your wife say, what about Todd? Todd would be great for something like this. And I'm going, oh, man, I hope Todd's cool with this. <laughs> so so tell me about that Saturday, because it was a Saturday morning. Tell me about that Saturday morning that, Todd, you were thrown under the bus. Well, I was sitting there observing and meeting everybody and, and, and uh, you know, just absorbing it, soaking it all in and, uh, you know, uh, enjoying enjoying uh being a social butterfly being a social butterfly that i am <laughs> if you know me so uh yeah just sitting there and uh next thing you know it's like uh hey uh they need you and i said what are you talking about and she goes just, just go do it and i said and this i don't i'm not sure how i got thrown. i know how i got thrown under the bus but i don't know how it ended up, you know, I mean, what happened? I, uh, I mean, I think there was some weather and stuff. So you know, someone else was supposed to be in the sea, you know, and it was just like, hey, Todd's down here and he's just sitting around doing nothing. So, you and, know, and they abuse you and up. they call this love, Todd. That's the crazy thing about it. They tell you it's it's only because we love you, Todd. Right. Did you hear that line, too? Yeah, yeah I, I think exactly. I walked I walked yeah. up and I was like, Todd, are you are you sure you're OK with this? And, and, and Mary says, of course he is. See, I, Todd, I, you guys, I do marriage counseling, and I was looking at this going, oh, my gosh, we're going to, after they do this, we're going to have to bring them to marriage counseling and straighten this whole mess out, and, you know, who knows? If this doesn't, if this doesn't go well. My wife's, oh, excuse me. Between Carrie and my wife's confidence yeah. at the time, you know, and I, my eyes probably looked like a deer in the headlights, you know, of course, I was fully confident and relaxed and comfortable with yeah. the whole situation. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I tell you, I'm excited when we finally get the video edited of you going through it because I'm excited. I, I you were you were such a great participant of the protocol, mm -hmm. really not knowing what you were walking into, and just to see your demeanor change and to walk through the process was really was really profound. I mean, a couple of days earlier, we had seen a Marine go through it that we'd brought in from uh, what Boston up there. Who it was just an amazing thing. But you were you were a different story, a different kind of tra his trauma was military, yours was a little bit different. And so you're an amazing participant. So can you, I mean, for people who don't know what we're even talking about, you know, RTM protocol, reconsolidation of traumatic memories, um, we do demos at the trainings. And so during this training, Todd got to be a demo. And Todd, do you, can you tell your story? Just like what you processed that day? Um, I mean, you don't have to tell the whole thing, just briefly. Are you okay with doing that? Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> you hear him? Oh, sh yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. You know, this is not the same guy on that no, Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday, I, I got up there and couldn't speak. And <laughs> big, tough guy crying. I know in the it. Room, I know it. Now. All right. All right. Mr. Jolly, I want to hear your story because I love it, man. I just love it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, after I crawled out from under the bus with the bus tracks on my back, I crawled up in the chair and I'm not comfortable with crowds. <laughs> Wait, Todd, was that a Toyota bus? Which one was that? I'm just curious. I gotta, that's an inside joke. It was a, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was a Toyota bus. <laughs> Gosh, Alan is so missing this. This is so sad. <laughs> so, hey, I'm not, uh, first, I don't like crowds and especially being in the front of the room, but you know, I mean, I went, uh, didn't really know uh, what to expect because I hadn't sit through uh, 
oh, a breakthrough before. You hadn't seen it yet, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wow. No, I hadn't seen it. So, you know, I thought, oh, okay, you know, I was uncomfortable. I'll sit down, ask me some questions, you know, and, and you know, I'll help the calls out, you know, if I, whatever I need to do. I was there and, and whatever. So I'm there and, uh, you know, first I'm nervous and especially uncomfortable with everybody staring at me. <laughs> I forget how many was there, 40, 50 people, probably 40 people or so. So I'm at the front of the room and, uh, and Alan starts and, uh, I didn't even, uh, I didn't know what the, that's just what popped in my head. And, uh, you know, I had issues with, with my dad. I lost my dad when I was 17 and, uh, uh, I just didn't realize what all was wrapped around that. Yeah. So, I mean, that uh, surprised me, too. So, uh, especially with all the emotion and the feelings that came with it. So, because uh, I didn't talk about, you know, some things about my dad, but uh, never really dug into or, uh, excuse me, entered that uh content come out right so uh so we went through that which was uh i guess it was kind of surprising right it was just surprising that you had that emotions and then i'll you know of course uh as it started all the people went away and it was uh just floods of emotions and guilt and regret and all kinds of, I mean, there's just a whole list of them that take two hours to go through. So, uh, so that, basically, that, well, let me, let me start. that's amazing. So you said, um, all those lists, the emotions like regret and, you know, all the emotions that were flooding through you, you said it, you know, take a while to go through it, but you know, the, so you were, those things were leaving you or they were, you were dealing with them in this process, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Which is pretty amazing because you didn't, you, you didn't know you were going to, going to be doing that. No, no, no idea at all. And no idea that it was actually going to be so intense because mm. it had been, I had locked it away. Right. Right. Yep. How many years are we talking? What's the math? No. Well, he's only 25. So. <laughs> well, I just turned 21 last week, so that's great. I was, you know, <laughs> we are all such good liars. 30, you know <laughs> 31, 30, uh, 30, let's see. Yeah, 31 years. So, so this deeply traumatic, impactful memory has been suppressed for, or had been suppressed to the, you know, to a great degree for 31 years. And I'm watching from my perspective as I was watching you, I I was watching like sort of the, the flood was getting released. There were the more that you were tapping into that, this thing was like becoming like it was yesterday. And, um, I, I, you know, Mary, I want you to chime in on this one because I get the sense that you had a hunch that that was going to be the case. And that's why he was volunteered for this anyway. And maybe Todd, you didn't know, you know, that these raw emotions were still there and that were, you know, that, that formidable. Is, is well, that, I had a lot of yeah. I had a lot of anger too that sure, increased sure. over the years. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, of course, I'd be in my husband. I mean, I've had the pleasure of watching his life for over 20 years. Sure, sure. So a lot of a lot of what he's his life has been, I've been witness to. So, you know, I could I could tell as as things like throughout our throughout throughout our life together, there would be events, you know, that would happen, you know, just daily things. And, and they, he would take them to the, his anger and his emotion and, and just the way he would process those just typical daily events that would happen to most people. Todd would go to the extremes with them. Um, mm. When I, in the beginning, I always thought that maybe it's just cause he was a passionate guy and in tune and, you know, that kind of thing. But but it, it started, it, it, you could tell it was a lot more than that. And so I just kind of just was supportive for the most part. But when we started where we were going to be committed that we were going to help other people that suffer with post-traumatic stress, I know that I had post-traumatic stress. I know that Todd did without any official diagnosis, mm. only because you may say, if you're a sufferer of post-traumatic stress, you are an expert on it. So you, mm. you can identify it in another person. That's a good word. Um, that's, a, that's a good, good point. Word. And, you know, Mary, yeah. I know when you and I met, uh, when we first met, within the first, uh, I don't know, less than a minute, you were in tears, right, about some things that had happened to you? She had that effect on you, too? I think I cried <laughs> yeah. the first time I met her within a minute, too. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Carrie, what yeah, does that Carrie's say about you? To make people Every time I'm around Carrie, I get hurt or I cry. I'm going to put anger out with Carrie. She's, she's like a bad Hallmark card or something like that. What's going on with this? we got to work on that. It's oh, terrible. we got to work. Hey. <laughs> oh, this is not the abuse recovery podcast. I th- I'm sorry. I thought that's what this was. I thought it was the verbal abuse hotline. Yeah. No. Yeah, without without stealing, without. I believe stealing. in you, Carrie. <laughs> Thank you. You and your pleather chairs. <laughs> With, without so. stealing Todd's thunder, you know, about to talk, start talking about me. Well, I'll just divert back to him and and the way that he would handle these events. Noted, Mary. Noted. <laughs> and the way that he would handle um, the daily event, the daily events. I mean, he would have some pretty extreme behaviors. And a lot of the times it would go through it would go through anger and then anger being like the pinnacle of the emotion. And he would start backing out of it down into crying. And and so I kind of I kind of knew it. And, and, and like I said, as we could as we committed into helping others, I knew that we had to get we had to get me right. We had to get Todd right with it. We had we, we had to identify and come to terms with our own, our own traumas. So um, when, when I throwed him under the bus there, I, I know that Todd didn't have a clue what he was getting ready to go through. And, and at, to be honest, it was, it was difficult for me because I was in the back. And my, my thing is, is of course, is anybody that's a mother and a wife is to protect their family. Mm-hmm. So my, my automatic instinct and defense was to go and, even though I had pushed him into it, I, after after I saw the emotion come up and how it how it was affecting him, I, I knew it was a good thing. But at the same time, it it, it hurt me to see him to start, you know, to go through the process because it was unexpected. And and I, and but I'm I'm glad he did. But but I mean, it actually had an effect and a profound effect on me just to watch him go through that. 
Um, but to see where he started and where he finished, it it was like worth every mile for going from North Carolina to Florida, just for him to have that few minutes that actually, you know, changed his life, turned his life around. I, I think it's, I'm so excited for you. For, well, so actually, before I, I go further with this, I want to ask you a question. This is for both of you. How did you get involved with um, uh, helping people with PTSD? Like, where did this come from? Well, um, I, my my post traumatic stress is, is it goes it, it it it's dated. It's 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 got a huge history to it. So um, and it's pretty complex. Um, like I said when I was talking before, it, if you have post traumatic stress, you can identify that in in others. Um, my career also was emergency medicine so i was, mm. a, was a medic for year i was a medic for years i worked rescue um i did both pre-hospital and hospital um all emergency care um todd was a fireman for 14 years so we had the civil service part that we knew um but but here here's what's really i guess shocking about all that is that you would think with with all of this um you know, being exposed to to all of the traumas that you're exposed to in those type that, that line of work or those types of jobs, you'd think that's where our trauma came from, but mm. it, that's not where either one of our traumas started. Um, so our traumatic injuries didn't didn't develop out of our careers, but what it did do is put us in touch with a lot of other people that we noticed that suffered mm. and, mm. and were struggling and um. I don't know if you guys know that, like, if you're on rescue or fire or, or you're working for EMS, and anytime there's a, you know, mass casualty or or anything that goes on to that magnitude at that scale, that level, there's always debriefings that occur, and I would be, you, you'd be required to go to these debriefings. Um, all these debriefings that I noticed, and I, I stopped going to them. Uh, I do everything I could to get out of them because all they did was you would go into a room and you would just relive the event, talk talk through the event, which is reliving it, and and it and it would leave you right there. So all it did is if you if you could calm down and come down out of that, it would just bring it back up. Wow. And wow. so we're gonna one of our goals as Operation Angel Wing is to backtrack and go of course with our the RTM protocol and get back in there and start helping some of these people. I think a good place to do that community at that community level is through their volunteer departments. Um, because they're first responders, they're they're ones first ones on the scene. They see most of the trauma trauma. Um they by the time anybody else arrives on scene, all that stuff is under control and, and it's not viewed. Um, so those guys and those debriefings, those debriefings should be converted into RTM protocols. I believe that fully. Wow. Um, wow. So anyway, that that's kind of like that's why we we started. We wanted veterans that we 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 had other organizations to where we helped veterans. We would we 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 helped them in whatever capacity. We knew we. We knew that they needed our help as far as the post-traumatic stress, but we didn't have the resources to offer them for that. So what we've been doing over time is basically, if you can think of taking these, um, you know, people that have suffered or these veterans that have suffered from traumatic injuries, and we've tried to corral them and hold them in like a family 
and we we just keep talking and staying in communication and growing in in our in our family and uh you know waiting for something to come along that was going to be a saving grace that we know that we knew in our hearts there was something else out there that was going to help these guys something else besides or men and women don't let me forget the the ladies um lady veterans we knew there was something else out there we knew it was it, it was coming we just didn't know where it was at but we were going to keep searching for it and we found it through rtm protocol in florida with you guys um and so we, you, you can't imagine how excited we were that we knew that we were going to be able to, to be a part of getting that back to our family that we have, you know, basically, you know, added to over the years and, and helped. So we can circle back now and help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so after you did the RTM protocol, Todd, and actually you've done yeah. it too, Mary, but I mean, uh-huh. what kind of changes did you guys see at, in each other or in life in general? Well, I've seen a lot of change. So <laughs> if you'll allow me, I'll uh, not only with with what I dealt with with my father uh, last year, in the last couple of years, but uh, we've had a had a, some events that really. Uh, you know, I've lost myself. Uh, all, lowest I've ever been, just for different reasons. So, uh, with with saying that, let me say this: when it started two years ago, when he started in, and that's where I was going before I went off with the, but uh, what we were doing to help others. Um, when it started with Todd, and it really got bad for him, is when. There were several things hit him at one time. There was a, a health scare that he got. They worked him up for lymphoma cancer. They thought that he had that. He's still under an oncologist's care for that. Um, and then at the same time of, of having the physical um, part of that going on, he has partnered long, his partner in his company, which was a longtime friend, that relationship dissolved and went south. So that's, that, that affected him. Um, he started his own small business and then there was some hiccups in that and that kind of held him up for six months. A lot of things happened to him, like a chain of events happened to him in within like a 24 month period. And so imagine this, this guy who's already on the edge kind of teeter totting there with um, not being able to control, you know, but his emotions and, and, and the extremes, the extremes and, and, and the way he reacted to daily things. When all this stuff started imploding on Todd, you could see, you could see that it was taking him down. There was one night that Todd just walked off. He just literally walked off the, the farm there and, and, and disappeared. He ended up walking, what was it, five miles? 15. 15 miles. Wow to um to my cousin's house and i mean i'm out looking for him all night because this is so far out of his character normally i i knew something was up and i was worried i mean he wasn't answering texts or calls and i was texting at first you know it's the typical wife being mad but i was i I started i started really knowing that like he he wasn't doing it to me it was something happening to him Mm -hmm. so todd what todd what was going through your mind that night Oh, I was just, <laughs> I just 
I never turned my phone off because of my family. And uh, I don't know. I just had enough of everything piling on me. And, and I walked down the driveway, turned my phone off, and never looked back and just walked. Hmm. And <laughs> walked 15 miles and <laughs> uh, and, and waited until daylight. And I know you said that uh, with the other night when we were on the phone, not in the, on the, you said that you had had some just thoughts that would go through your head that, you know, just of like not, yeah. you're just wanting to give up and that you're, that's changed now. So just wondering. Oh yeah, sure. That's, that's, that's one of them. And, uh, you know, like I say, uh, I was lowest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Lowest point had, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my emotions back then was, uh, you know, I was didn't know who I was. Everything I'd worked towards, you know, I had a lot of guilt and I felt embarrassed and and ashamed. A lot of shame and embarrassment for my family, mm. you know, for like time I took away and and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it just stacking on, stacking on, stacking on, and. You know, my wife didn't know it, and, and uh, I mean, I told you the other night, and uh, and I'll share it. You know, I was the lowest I'd ever been, and and uh, you know, so I mean, I'd played with suicide, and 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 thought about it, and planned it, and you know, down to everything but doing it. I was just down to the last of choosing when you know yeah and and how and and now you said the other day that if if something frustrating happens you're not that doesn't even cross your mind is what i think you said i don't know you want to share it's it's out of my mind not it's it's appropriate now i've not not thought about it i don't think about it uh you know it's it's amazing that i don't even know if i could actually fake play with it or you know in my <laughs> mind to try to get a that's a, a feeling that i was before because all of that's gone yeah that's amazing todd i i want to i'm so excited for both of you because i, I feel like um y- you know you, you guys had a heart for people who well, Mary, in your case, was working in the field that you worked in and everything. Like, these were your friends. And you just, you you started your nonprofit out of a desire just to help the people around you that you saw struggling. You know, you saw a problem and said, man, this isn't, this isn't right. You know, these, these guys are, especially in the case of the first responders and everything, they're out there putting it on the line for the betterment of everybody else. And, and we often forget that they experience a lot of these traumas firsthand. And so here you are seeing this, wanting to do something about it. And yet you also you know, we're, we're struggling firsthand. You, you had both, you know, as, as Alan and Frank from, from research and recognition and inspired outcomes and, you know, our guys behind all of this talk about this is an injury and, and there was an injury point at, at some point for you guys and perhaps many. And I love that you've had the healing. So you have the firsthand perspective of being able to now look at people who you're going to help and who you're helping already and to be able to see where they are right now and you have a personal connection and a personal relationship to that place because you've been there and you also get to see even before those people get to see it where they're going to be after they get help with something like RTM. I mean, you guys are just like the perfect, you're, you're perfectly mm-hmm. suited 
for doing what you're doing. And it's awesome. It's just incredible to see that. I'm so glad that, that you're allies in this with all of us. And you're one of the many faces of PTSD. And that's, that's what this comes down to. That's, that's part of what we do this podcast for is to really kind of talk about the many faces of what PTSD is, because you know, there are many out there that still think, oh, this is just a military issue. And so, and it is, I mean, it largely is, but, but we are PTSD. All of us have, have got something that's going on and, you know, I'm so glad that you guys are in the fight. Yeah, it, 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 it's so great to hear your story and share it with other people because it doesn't have to be military. It can be, you know, losing your father. It can be having things happen in your family of origin that you just didn't process or didn't know what to do with. And um, so, yeah, go ahead, Todd. Oh, no, that, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited and I'm thankful. And uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I believe you... You know, afterwards, we talked a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. We did. After, you know, later the, that, I think it was the next day or maybe, you know, it was maybe that afternoon. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the time, but uh, I feel a difference in me because my dad was a DJ and he could talk to everybody, you know, <laughs> it was on the air all the time and do yep. all that stuff, you know, I, I can talk to people but i don't you know not groups and stuff and my dad was a dj and i you know all his life and and here we got him on air and now you're on air you have really now you're (laughs) a dj you i never i never was on the air i never would i mean uh uh, anything like that so this is my first time talking on air and the world has been waiting for this day, okay. Absolutely, Todd. The world you know has been waiting for this day. I think when we go to when we go to North Carolina, <laughs> seriously, when you go to North Carolina in April, I think he needs to host the show. We, he needs to host the show, and, and that will definitely be one that we will stick on YouTube well, on a live video. We're gonna get that because I want people to see <laughs> yes. the picture of him with this DJ looking microphone and these monitor headphones on his That's ears. Awesome. I want people to see that, and uh, let's get a good picture. I think we're gonna have a good old picture. It's gonna be a, this is gonna be a big eight by ten on somebody's wall somewhere of a good memory. <laughs> You know, the friends you, you make in this out. process, you and you know, yeah. That's just something that's that's different in me now, and yeah. I and it, I'm, yeah. and it's coming through, and I don't know, I don't know why I'm not not trying to figure it out. I'm if you guys, <laughs> if you guys can see him, if you could have seen the man two years ago that you know that really started when he started his descent and and started where he became suicidal, if you could have seen, it was truly a man broken, and I mean. Yeah. It, it, I was to the point of frustration because there were so many things hitting him at one time. It's like everybody needs a win at some point because you can only take so many hits. And, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid he was taking so many that I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, and so, all, I mean, I had, all, I, I'd give up and just started, just turned to faith. I mean, I just started praying because mm-hmm. I did some, some kind of divine intervention had to take place to save him. And if you see him today, He's he's t- he's challenging himself to do things he's never done. He's always had this this insecurity and lack of confidence to where he would not. He he's one of the guys he'd like. Oh well, you I, I'll support you. I'll support you. Well, now he's front and center and taking charge. He's not just a a supporting member. He's an active member. He's taking taking. He's owning it, and he's now like he's taking this class. He's learning how to, you know gain the resources to be able to help instead of saying, I want to help. He's, it, I'm, I'm very proud of him. I mean, he's, he's, he's come a long way and he struggled. We were talking tonight 
how we just kind of made a joke that at our age now we're in school together. <laughs> yeah, it. it's, it's Todd. It's, listen to your woman talking you up, man. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> yeah, the funny the funny thing is what nobody knows is we just picked up the phone and called you and said, "Hey, can you do this?" Yeah, now? you know, for two people who don't think they have any idea what they're doing with podcasting, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take the next. You guys do a show on your own. I don't need to be here anymore. You guys got this. <laughs> Yeah, no, we won't do that yet. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I tell you this. I think that's a great place to land. Guys, I want to thank you for not only what you're doing, for being uh, but being willing participants. Todd, I guess, once again, you kind of got thrown under the bus for the last 30 minutes being on the podcast uh, with us. But you you guys did an amazing job. So love to you guys from Orlando. We're so glad that you are in the um, in the fight with us and, and, and we're helping people and telling stories and We'll be, looking in, forward we'll to, be in North Carolina in yeah, April. Looking forward to seeing you guys in April, and we'll do this thing live, and and you'll uh, you'll have your official Todd. You'll have a, your your official live release party. You know hey, when we bring you great. to the world. <laughs> this time I didn't feel like I got thrown under the bus. It, this right here was nothing but joy. Well, that's good. See, Carrie's the one that makes you cry within the first minute. I'm the one that makes you. I'm the endearing one. That's that goes. Yeah, but she's not crying anymore. <laughs> that's true. So, that's, that's true. Good. Well, guys, great job. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, we want to let you know there are resources available. You go and check out lifeafterptsd.org and on social media, Heal Your PTSD on Instagram and Twitter. Keep listening. Episodes drop every Monday and we've got some great things ahead and great stories to tell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for Life After PTSD. As you listen to this podcast, imagine your new life and all the possibilities when you are free of PTSD because that is what is possible with RTM. You are here, which means you're ready. So connect with us at lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or follow us at Heal Your PTSD. life after PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing, but what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy.